the worst job I've ever had was a marine construction job. I was on a barge and we would be at this marathon plant every morning. Uh, well, we worked five days a week, but it, it's normally a seven day a week job when you have the like full on projects. But so we'd be at this dock at five o'clock. It's snowing and freezing, you know, and we go on this barge and it's froze over. And I've seen people climb up a hundred feet plus without a harness on. I've been in some pretty tight spots to where shit can just snap and you, you know, I mean, you, you could die pretty easy. And, uh, you know, like we'd be in lightning storms on this thing made of metal. And I'm like, this is not the fucking thing for me, dude. This shit is dangerous. So I, I got out of there. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. That was our friend Dylan Martin chiming in on one of the worst jobs that he's ever had. That was an episode that we did a little while ago, uh, just kind of talking about you know, the perspective that you gain once you have a a shitty job and then you switch over to something that you really like. Um, That didn't sound as much like a shitty job as it did just a crazy dangerous one. Um, And we've all had those. A lot of us are uh, gearing up to go out and take part in those this week. Um, So be safe out there, y'all. Dylan, thanks for the message. I appreciate you uh, enlightening us with that story. Hey, I mean, how many of us haven't had jobs where uh, we thought we were going to die, right? Most of us in the trades have experienced that. And like I've said, many of us will be uh, facing that this week. Hope you guys are well. Uh, Sorry that I am late to the game getting this episode out to everybody. Um, We have had a couple episodes fall through as far as our our interviews are concerned with technical difficulties lately. So I'm working to iron those things out as we move forward and uh, try to continue to bring some some great episodes your way. It is spring here, y'all. Spring in the state of Maryland. It's beautiful outside. The birds are chirping. And I'll tell you what, I can't seem to remember what I was so upset about when it was cold out. Uh, So I want to apologize right now for anything I may have said during the wintertime because it is very apparent to me every time the sun starts shining that it's the weather that does it to me. And it's an interesting thing. Some of us are so affected by, uh, by the weather. But when it's sunny and beautiful, whoo! Got yourself a happy boy here. Um, Anyway, beautiful day in Maryland. Out here on the road for Lumen Brothers Electric Company. Starting another week. Um, And, you know, for anybody out there who needs to hear it. Because most of the time, I will just say things because I need to hear them. And I need somebody to say them. So I'll say them, I'll record it, and then I'll listen back. And then somebody says it to me. So so, most of this stuff I'm just saying so that I remember. But hopefully you guys pick up on it too. Um, Or, you know, it's helpful for you. But for me, the thing that I've kind of needed to hear lately is, you know, keep going. You know, everything is this this really long game in life. And sometimes you don't realize that until you get older and you're like, damn, it just keeps going. And most of the dividends that you will you will get from the work that you're doing will come in time. And it can seem hard to believe that sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like, man, you know, when is this going to pay off? When is this going to happen? How long do I do this thing before it really starts, you know, moving me to where I want to go? Um, but the truth is you're, you're headed in a direction and you're on a path and you just happen to be where you are at this very moment on that path. And that's not a bad thing. That's just where you're at, but you got to keep going. You know, you got to pick up your feet, move in the direction, one foot in front of the other. And sometimes you're going to lose your motivation 
sometimes you're going to lose your focus. Sometimes doubt in the long game, doubt is going to creep in. Doubt's going to come in and it's going to say things like, why would anybody care what your perspective is? Why do you think you should be the one doing, you know, there's doubts, this funny little thought in the back of your mind that kind of like, it just kind of says all the things that people have said to you over time that you've had to kind of rail against and be like, that's not true. I can do this. But then when doubt creeps back in, it's almost like those voices again are like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to do that? How's that going to work? And it's easy to defeat yourself and say, you know what? That's it. This, this, I just don't want to do it. It's, it's not, not for me. It's too much work, too much extra work. Um, and you've got to, you've got to hear that and listen to it. And sometimes you got to take a break and give yourself what you need. But the truth is you got to get back to it. So whatever's going on, whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling doubt about something, if you want, if you've got a, you're on a mission and you're trying to do something with your life here, whether that's, you know, get better at the trade that you're working in, the, the, career you're working in, or maybe it's be a better dad, a better father, a better friend. Um, you know, maybe it's be more disciplined, work out more, you know, get your health together, whatever the case is, you're going to falter. You're going to, you know, it is all of those things are long games. They don't stop for as long as you're alive. And so you're, the truth is you're just not going to be perfect at every single interval in that process you're going to have ups and downs. It's messy, right? We've said it before on the show, you know, uh, an, an offense in a, a football game, use it because I know you guys are all football fans, right? <laughs> yeah, right? But, you know, an offensive drive isn't necessarily just a forward motion. Sometimes you get penalties and you have to move backwards and overcome that in order to keep the drive alive. It's, it's all part of it. You know, it's messy. And I know for myself, you know, in particular, it's like, I don't like, I don't like messy. I like it when it's clean. I like it when it's organized. I like it when it makes logical sense step by step. But it, life's just not like that. Um, it's all over the goddamn place. And it's up to us to re- reach out and grab the reins again and get the horses under control and say, okay, 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 let's get back on track here. Because um, that's the truth. You know, it's, it's a long game, this, this here life. And if you want to be really good at stuff, you just got to keep going. You know, keep going through all the doubt. Keep going through all the long periods of time where you're like, damn, this shit's boring. Or uh, this shit sucks, or whatever the case may be. You know, we're, we're on this path to, to be better at what we do. And so that's, that's all, man. I'm just putting that out there because really, I need to hear that right now. You know, um, sometimes, like I said, I just need to be the one to say the thing that I need to hear. So hopefully you guys needed to hear that too. Um, wanted to talk quickly about some of the, uh, Josh and I sat through our 2023 uh, code update class last week here in the state of Maryland. We've got a great educator named Marty Schumacher. And uh, Marty is just an awesome resource that we have here. Um, the 2023 code updates class is pretty awesome, man. I mean, number one. If it's been a while since you've been in a classroom setting, get yourself in a classroom setting because like this trade, this electrical trade is such a complicated trade and you can work in it for 25 years and still not know shit if you're not applying yourself and you have to, you have to just keep going back to the drawing board. Like, you know, Josh and I talk about this all the time too, where like, you're, so you're a master electrician, right? You, you took your test, you became a master electrician, you studied your ass off, you learned those calculations, you learned how to navigate the code, and now you're a master electrician. And you go out in the field and you work. And 
what ends up typically happening is we end up working in a specific avenue of the of the trade and that avenue limits the breadth of knowledge that we understand in that code book because we typically only we only inhabit and look through specific elements of that code book. You know, you're looking at 310.16 for for amperages, you know, you're looking in uh you're looking in chapter 9 in the tables um you know for your conduit sizing and and you know, conduit fill, things like that. Um, so depending on the type of work you do, your focus in that, in that NEC gets diminished or restricted or, or narrowed. And it's, it's really important to get yourself back in these classes. Obviously those of us in the, uh, who are master electricians have to have our continued education courses. So that bodes really well for us. And, you know, it ensures that we get in those classroom settings, but I just love it because it, it gives me another chance to get the code book in front of me and, and review, go back through. And this class was great because we're, you know, we're talking about updates, 2023 updates. And our, our instructor, Marty, I think did a, did a great job because he didn't spend a lot of time on the little like ticky tack, um, things that we could go through and kind of learn ourselves. He spent most of his time talking about the, the new electrical provisions that we need to kind of take into consideration in regards to new newer technology that's coming online that we have to account for. Uh, in particular, electric vehicle charging, uh, we spent probably the equivalent of an entire classroom day on just on EV alone. Because for those of you out there who are, are in the electrical trade that listen to the show, which is probably most of you, um, we all know that the cart is well before the horse. Uh, in EV charging, and we're the ones out there kind of in between trying to determine what, what are the rules, how do we do it. Um, in, in our area in Maryland, you've heard us talk about it before, there's a lot of load management issues right now. A lot of, you know, there uh, we've had to say no to people in, in, re- in regards to installing an EV charger because in one instance, and you've heard us mention it before, the local utility said, hey, this this transformer serving these houses is, a, is at 125%, and if you want to upsize it, it's got to be upsized, and this one client has to pay for it, which is absurd, and we think that that's something that's going to change. Uh, also, we you've heard us talk about uh, dynamic load management when it comes to single-family individual EV chargers. You know, there's definitely a lot of load-sharing technology across uh, across the spectrum of EV charging when it comes to commercial multiple EV chargers in one setting. But as far as a single uh, EVSE in a residence that either the residence doesn't have the capacity in the electrical panel and would need an upgrade or the transformer can't handle it. Uh, Josh and I have been looking for solutions for um, dynamic uh, load management. We found one through a company called Wallbox. They offer a small digital CT clamp um, operated um, load management, dynamic load management system that basically the CTs go around the mains. You dial it in to to whatever, you know, uh, amperage you want to to monitor your, your mains at. And then uh, if by chance somebody's running a, an electric range and the electric heat's going and you're trying to charge the EV and you hit your threshold, it just diminishes the power to the EV. Anyway, I think that's great. It was really cool that Marty was spending all, all this time talking about this. And I'd, I really want to get, um, I heard Kyle Figueroa talking about it last week 
on his IG page, and I really want to get him on here. Uh, we tried to sit down with him a couple weeks ago, and you know we're all busy. We it's that's that's been a harder part too for this uh, podcast is just pinning people down because we're all just so busy. We're all out here running companies, and uh, but I'd love to talk to Kyle about this because he was he had a post recently about how in Massachusetts the building codes are changing. They've got to have all these electric provisions moving forward. Blah blah blah. You name it. I uh, really want to get into it with him. So hopefully we'll have an episode coming up with Kyle where we talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a great class. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to more. It, it made me feel like, um, like I want to go back and I want to take another, um, I want to do another code calculation class just because I don't do it as often. Like, you know, you, you study and study to get through that test and then you go out in the, in the world, in the, in the field and you know, you do, you do load calculations here and there, but it's, you know, not, not repetitive enough to stay sharp. And so I want to get back into a, a code class. Uh, you know, I just want to keep, keep taking classes, man. It's, uh, feels good to get back in and educate yourself and, um, kind of, kind of got me, you know, fired me back up for reading in general. Sometimes it takes reading to go, oh yeah, yeah. I fucking love reading, love learning new stuff. Uh, right now I'm reading a few books. I'm in the middle of a few books I got. I'm listening to, um, uh, I'm listening to the Almanac of Naval such and such. I can't think of his last name. I'll post it. It's, uh, let me see here. It's on my, uh. It's on my guy. The Almanac of Naval Rav... <clears throat> Ravikant. Ravikant. Naval Ravikant. I'll post it. You guys can see it. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, this is my second read. Just kind of a general um, treatise on uh, moving forward th- through your life effectively. Uh, talks about wealth a lot. Things like that. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of like... Um, I, you never hear us on here talking about how to, how to get rich. How to like, you know sacrifice everything for money. It's just not my style, um, not our style. And, uh, but this book like kind of explains wealth in a way that is digestible for, for people like me who just aren't money focused. Like I love money. I think it's a great tool. Um, but I, I just can't for the life of me be motivated by it. I don't give a shit. I, I like what money buys me and I like having it. So I have money problems, but I don't, I'm not like, Oh, let me do this thing so that I can have money. It's more like this, let's do this thing. So it gets us to the next level. So we can do this next thing. Money helps. Anyway, you see what I'm saying, but that book is great in that regard. Um, I am reading profit first right now. I got that book open at home. Uh, just ordered, um, accounting for dummies and I'm starting to read through that because as a business owner, you know, Josh has really inspired that in me recently. He's really gotten into the accounting side of things, the bookkeeping side of things so that he can understand that better. And all that's done is light a fire under my ass because if my business partner knows more about accounting, I need to know more about accounting. I need to be better at that too. So just ordered that book, started reading through that a little bit. And then one book that I read every single year that if you guys haven't read it, I would I would recommend it is uh, the Bhagavad Gita. It's a Hindu text. I'm not Hindu. Uh, it's just a great book. It's a story about a, a, you know, a warrior prince who is, uh, you know, at odds with why he should go into battle and kill his countrymen. And he has this talk with this God who's in human form. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the story. And the God kind of helps him understand this is your duty. I know I said duty, laugh it up. Uh, but he helps him understand like, look, you're a warrior, warriors fight. If you weren't to fight, what would you, who are you? What does that mean? So, um, it's a short book. It's a short read. If you've never read it, give it a shot. It's something that kind of brings me back to center, helps me, helps me remember to work for the sake of work, you know, and, and in this almanac, this Naval almanac that I said earlier too, um, he has a lot of, he talks a lot about that too. work for the sake of work, you know, not working, hoping to get some sort of desired outcome, but working because 
because of the process of work, because it makes you better. Because as you practice working, you get better at what you do. Um, so work for the sake of work is a beautiful thing. Um, those are the books I'm reading right now and they're super helpful. Uh, that's it guys. I just wanted to come in real quick. Uh, I know I missed this morning. I do apologize for that. We're going to have more episodes coming your way. Uh, we are getting the t-shirts printed right now. So, uh, t-shirts will be available soon. Um, that's it. Have a great week y'all, wherever you're at, be safe, do good work, try your hardest, you know, put your best effort in and we'll talk soon.